Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you for downloading this episode of Three Idiots in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Patricia Downs. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Fresh Blood. But first, how are you doing? Pretty good. This past week, we went to a uh, pride prom party. Yeah, at a bar. It was fun. It was. There were a lot of, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people there. It was very loud. It was very loud. And the and the drink tasted like very, very. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't finish it. No, you didn't. So I didn't like it very much. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like, it was okay. It had wine in it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which you don't like. I also don't like berry flavor. You don't like berry things. So I don't know why you got it, but it was like the only thing you could have, kind of. Kind of. And I, I completely like, forgot about that before we went. I was like, it's going to be fine. Cause, like, because it's a bar. It's a bar. And they don't have their liquor license. No. So you can't get like a gin and tonic. Right. What you wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, they're like, well, we have beer. I'm like, I can't, can't have that. Can't That's, do that. It's poison. Like, well, we have cider and you're like, like I, I want to make I can't have that <laughs> and they're like we have we wine. red wine and you're like, like I, I can't, can't have, have that, that. <laughs> we have white wine I was like I also really really can't have that but there's less problem it's than, less problem than, than beer, beer and, and red wine and much less problem than beer less problem than red wine if I only have like a couple sips it's not really a problem the biggest problem is it tastes bad <laughs> because it's wine because it's wine and like, wine and wine tastes bad <laughs> hey, I thought it was pretty good it was a little bit berry yeah because they put like berry seltzer in it and berries in which, it which, well the berries were the berries themselves were the problem no, if they had the berry put, flavor if, if they seltzer. hadn't put the berry seltzer in it it would have been fine yeah it would have been berries and wine <laughs> berries and wine <laughs> Berries and wine. Berries no! And wine. I'm a little No! Berries and wine. wine. I'm not summoning the specter of Justin McElroy. <laughs> and, also, and I mean, that's a, like a, a very Dionysian thing, but I don't like wine. <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> I mean, like, mix it with enough other stuff and it's palatable, which this would have <laughs> been. Which is homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take a tiny bit and water it down and water it down and water yeah, it down basically. and then it's good. Yes. Take the poison and water it down to the point where it's not anything anymore and then it's fine <laughs> that's what that's what that is and that's exactly what you need to do with wine <laughs> just until it's not concentrated at all until it's not wine it's anymore not wine anymore <laughs> until you've made water then, out and, of wine and then you're just having orange juice <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That is, yes, my, I think I've talked about it before, but my official stance on wine is that it is bad, and everyone who says otherwise is pranking me. (laughs) And lying. They're liars. (gasps) Oh, you're a liar. You had to force yourself to learn to accept that taste. It doesn't actually taste good. I feel that way about beer sometimes. I actually really liked beer. Yeah, I know you did. Some beers. I have some very particular opinions about beer. I am (laughs) anti-IPA. Another stance. I know another stance I have taken. IPAs are bad. <laughs> For very similar reasons. You just want to sound pretentious because you like IPAs. They don't actually taste good. They taste like bitter garbage. <laughs> um, I know we're like totally alienating you because you I know I like, uh, alcohol. Yeah. 
my day. I woke up, I looked at my watch. I thought I had slept in pretty late, but I was like, oh goody, it's earlier than I imagined. So I stayed in bed a little longer with my phone. I was awake, but I was just on my phone until one. Um, <laughs> when did you wake up though? Like 11? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 11.30. Okay. Um, Hour and a half. Yeah. TikToks. I haven't been on TikTok in like a week at yeah, least. They take up, they go, make time go by so fast. It's worse than Vine. Yeah. Because they're longer. And, and, then, and, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I want to watch the same amount of them. And because it's forever, you know? Oh, yeah, it's the endless, it's, it's endless scroll. scroll. And you never get to like the end of the page. Yeah, yeah no. no. And it's not like it's in chronological order. The algorithm's constantly feeding you a fresh mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Tumblr, like, back in the day, was was a, t- could be a time suck like that. Yeah. And Tumblr also had endless scrolling, but you would get to the stuff you saw yesterday eventually. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. I've made, I've made it to the end of the new material. And then you can just close out of the window. Because if you go, if you, like, refresh the page, it brings you back to the top where there's new stuff. Now, it's mostly, like, I mean, you can get to the end of the new material in just, like, a little bit. Because yeah. a lot of people left Tumblr with the nipple ban of... 2018, I think. Fallish 2018, I believe, was the nipple ban. Like, it's bad, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, they, like, specifically banned nipples. Female presenting nipples. And then, like, a whole list of words that they weren't allowed to say. They banned a a whole more words now. Yeah, no, it's just basically impossible to do anything on Tumblr It's it's like, yeah, it's... Well, I mean, no, it's not possible to do anything on Tumblr. People are still on Tumblr. People are still using Tumblr. It's still good, but it's not what it was. Did you say Tumblr's good? It's honestly one of the better social media sites out there. Twitter is hot garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, and I don't even go on my Twitter anymore. Ins- Instagram is... Instagram is curated nonsense. It's, yeah. cu- it's curated nonsense. It's a screenshot it's, of a tweet. Oh yeah, Instagram is a lot of stolen stuff, but it's also like extremely curated perfection. Yeah. yeah. Which causes problems yeah. for people. Yeah. And Facebook is... Hot garbage for old people. Hot garbage for old people. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, after I got up, I watched the episode, and then we got chapter one. Yeah, we got drinks. I had a sleepover with my friend at the (laughs) (laughs) Aw, she's beautiful. She's enchanting. At the lake. It was really fun. We played. We, we got the Wii. We got, you got the Wii working? Not our Wii. It was the, a different person. mom found a Wii at a yard sale. Yeah. And got it for like 25 bucks or something. Yeah. No, I think I heard about this. Yeah. And yeah. it works? Mm-hmm. Nice. But we don't have armies. The other. It's the other Wii. Right. Yeah. I, and I'm wondering how if we can get the, the memory from our Wii onto this new Wii. I we can just remake all of them. I'm not taking the time to remake the entire cast of the next generation on a new And all of Twilight week. so we can make a play baseball. <laughs> and just be like, and just sit there and watch and be like, yay, you're playing baseball. You're playing baseball. <laughs> we are the only ones who think this is funny. <laughs> but listen, I want to be play fight- super massive black hole in the background. To the, um, the, the across the island sword fight and run into Riker and samurai armor. <laughs> The 
the, the sword. I mean, really, the, the sword thing was never. Um, I love that sword fighting. I game. loved it. Like I know you guys like the sword thing. The duels are fun, but I really liked the battle, like the, the, uh, the gauntlet kind yeah. of a thing where they're just running at you and you're like just swiping yeah, people and left and right, and, and like the entire cast of next gen is, <laughs> is coming, coming at you, you, and some of them have giant armor or like yeah. samurai armor, and like you just see like and like the the, the samurai ones are like bigger, so like, you just yeah. see like Riker's big head coming yeah. at you. <laughs> <laughs> With like the big helmet on, giant and Riker. Giant Riker. <laughs> Those blue eyes. <laughs> you. I was pretty good at Mario. Yeah. You were very good at Mario. Mario I, was just fun. I, I liked playing two player, so that if you really needed to, somebody could turn into a bubble oh, and then get me out of here. Yeah, and then you could like go up to like a later part in the level, and then you know pop the bubble mm-hmm. and they'd be fine. Or like if you really needed to both do bubbles and not get game over, then yeah. like that would work, and you would lose out your lives. <laughs> and then D and D friend came over. And we made D character. Yeah, cool. Uh, yesterday was actually a big. It was a yeah. free RPG day this, yeah. this weekend. So at the local gaming store, they were playing RPGs of various kinds all day. Dad ran an RPG where you play. It's called Streets. You play as stray animals, dogs and cats. Or <laughs> also, you could also be a rat. <laughs> yeah. And Dad didn't mention that you could be a rat, but it was in the little manual he handed out because he didn't want us to be rats. Except I saw a rat and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> it's me. It's it me. It me. <laughs> because like I'm like trying to I was thinking like I don't know what kind of dog I would be. I have no idea. Like I'm not really I don't understand why they've divided like up the stats like this. Why are poodles less intelligent than some other dogs? Yeah. Poodles are some of the most intelligent like I'm wondering and that like I don't know how to choose a dog. Because you can also be a cat, which works a little bit differently, but then below the cat section it said rat. And it's the worst stats available. <laughs> but you get one automatic talent, which is just your friends with rats. Not necessarily super helpful. It depends on the story you're running. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to be a rat. Um, I'm going to be a rat rogue. I can unlock doors and things. Perfect. <laughs> That's really cute. I was a corgi. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> we, yeah, we had two cats, a corgi, a husky mix, and a rat. <laughs> It was really great. I like the idea of like that group, like that that party doing stuff. Yeah, walking <laughs> we, around, walking town. around. Yeah, like, we, we, packing strays. We we went to rescue another stray dog, and we had a couple encounters. We had an encounter with a gang of stray cats. We had an encounter with uh, a military goose brigade. We, <laughs> we had an encounter. <laughs> We had an encounter with with a coyote. Wow! And he, ooh, that was yeah. He was this like, this is scary. Yeah, because <laughs> we had saved our friend. Yeah, we saved our our, our stray friend dog who was out like who's like on, on a mission. And he's the coyote <laughs> <laughs> on a mission. We were like, we need to go home, and he's like, no, <laughs> I gotta find this other dog. And he, and he takes off, and we're like, oh. beagles, <laughs> beagles. Am I right? <laughs> but there's then this like other dog is like, hey guys, you seem like you're tired and like hungry come back with me I've got food for you and I'm like you're being super creepy dude we're trying to get like a deal on his vibe because like we don't really know like what kind of dog he is right and he's like kind of weirdly tall I've and never and, met and, a coyote before yeah we're, we're from down, like, seemed, downtown in the city and yeah. he seemed like and I, was, I, was a, I was a rat I was a silly city rat and I got a good sense because I had a talent called sixth sense where I could tell if any animal or person means harm to me oh that's cool so I immediately was like got the sense that he was 
was like in danger. In danger. Um, and I also had like really good perception, so I did a, a check on him, and he seemed like he had never even had like a collar before. Yeah, no, this was a this was a wild animal of yeah. some kind, and we're like, we have no context for what you are, sir, but also you're really giving us creepy vibes. <laughs> so we went with our beagle friend, and this coyote stalked us the entire time. Oh my god! And like in real life, coyotes eat dogs and cats. Yeah, so that's scary. Like, it was it was scary. <laughs> and then, the but end. yeah, our big final battle situation. It was a pack of three coyotes coming after this dog and her puppies. <gasps> so the husky and one of the cats went after the coyotes. We, the other cat, Corgi and Rat, went to sort of intercept with the dog and her puppies. But I'm like, I'm a rat. I have like zero physical abilities. <laughs> All I've got is my very powerful brain. <laughs> No one can beat a brilliant scientist who stays inside all day and eats cheese. And my ability to use human tools. So, and my little hands. <laughs> so we're running across this farmer's field and I'm like, tractor. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna, we started up the tractor. Oh I'm, my god. I'm on the pedals. I'm on the dashboard <laughs> giving directions. Oh my god. I love it. I love that. We scared off two of the coyotes that way, so they only had to fight one coyote. And also, it alerted the farmers to come out and, and save. Uh, save there's <laughs> animals on my tractor. <laughs> like, honey, there's a cat driving the tractor. <laughs> and it doesn't look like there's a guy underneath, like, pretending no. to make the cat drive the tractor no, like, no, like in the a car. Cat. It's a cat driving the tractor. There is a corgi on the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the, um, the only, I think the only trouble Tessa got into was like going over to Camp Shattergate to hang out with the kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, people. She loved kids. Love people. No, like, people in general. Kids especially. Kids. Her favorite time of day was when the elementary school nearby would get out and kids would be walking home. And or when she wanted to sit on the sidewalk come, and like his petter. When mm-hmm. dad would come to pick me up from school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sit at the corner and let the kids better. Yeah. That was her favorite time of day. So yeah, no, she just left camp to go to the summer camp next door. Go to the camp to <laughs> like with play with kids. Like she did kill that squirrel that one time. Yeah, um, that was really really scary. One of the first times I went in to take her on a walk, and she just pulled away from me because she was so strong. We didn't have a prong collar yet. She was really strong. Really yeah, we just gotten her. No. Yeah, and, and I was like, we're gonna go on a walk. It's gonna be great. And then <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And then uh, she killed a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> And it just snapped the neck, and I'm like, oh, oh, wow. And that, I'm like, that, that's dead. And she was oh. just like, are you proud of me? Yeah. <laughs> really, not long after we got her, she like yanked the leash away from me going down the stairs. Yeah, not really a mischief maker. No. Take that back. All the things she ate off the counter. Uh, all the things she ate, and like eating <laughs> a diaper. Tissues. And the tissues. Um, oh my God. The all tissues. the tissues, and like some stuffed animals sometimes. She, yeah, yeah she would, yeah, she chew up my tissues. She would, she, she, she would rip the eyes off stuffed animals. Yeah. Specifically. The eyes and off some animals. Yeah, and would eat things off the table sometimes. Like not or all like the, not, not all, not the, all time. the time, but like when we first got her, it was like and it was like in October or something. And then like by Christmas, yeah, she ate, she ate a plate, a of, Christmas plate of Christmas cookies off the counter, which she also, fine. Yeah, she. But also, then she just had GI issues her, with yeah, her other plate. reasons. Yeah, like she, and I'm like um, you were fine after a whole plate of Christmas cookies. What is wrong with you? She <laughs> you also, can't eat dog food. She also ate like like we were like putting things out on the table, getting ready for dinner. Yeah, and in between putting things out on the table she ate the entire bowl of rolls yes <laughs> I remember that <laughs> like, how did you do that so fast yeah one time she, she 
scarf down bread so fast. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Maisie has a penchant for more mischief. Like yeah. she like not not like chewing stuff up or anything. No, just different kind of mischief. Yeah. No, different kind of mischief. Because she's just grumpy and judgmental and <laughs> like if she was off leash, I mean she'd take off and you know go harass the neighbors and yeah she 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 chases cars. She would like, bark she, at cars and she chase down trucks. She, and, she would chase yeah. trucks. We can't trust her to be off leash. No, no, no we can't trust her off leash. Um, and even like at the lake or something. Yeah, she's not really we a did, runner. Yeah, she really likes to be near people. One yes. time, yeah, one time, Dad and I did walk around with her, and she was off leash, and she was fine. And, and she, we were she throwing, was, we were throwing yeah. a ball with her. She's not a runner. She's also not in great shape. No, she also can't run very far. Yeah, um, but she's she's also really attached to Dad. Yes. Yeah. So she wouldn't want to leave him. Whereas Tessa liked everybody and was yeah. not particularly attached to us. <laughs> she liked us she fine. She liked us a lot. We, I mean, like, we, she, like, she loved us. We, we, were, we were her family. She also wanted to go see what the summer camp kids were doing. <laughs> yep. And that was just as important. Yeah. Like, yeah, I will see you guys later. <laughs> She's like, I'll find my way back. Silly. Silly yeah. puppy. I do remember Dexter. Very vaguely. I remember visiting him more. Oh, I was talking about a different Dexter. The horse. I was talking about the horse. Oh. Dexter, like Buster well, and you're Dexter. talking about dogs. How did you get from there to- I was thinking about the lake. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. Do Dexter remember- the horse was big baby. Oh, with a giant head who got out of his stall, jumped from a standstill over a door that was like up to his chest. Uh-huh. The window was only about three feet tall. And he got his entire body- Which was massive. Through- he was such a big- over the door, out through the, the barn, through the window, through the window. <laughs> he jumped out a window, <laughs> <laughs> through the barn, and just kind of like stayed on the grass. Or like he, well, he, I think we were getting you mounted up, maybe. Yeah, and he was like, and "I want to come we too." A, we heard a crash. He had a saddle on. Yeah, and he jumped out the box stall window, and then just came trotting out of the barn. <laughs> a different time, he jumped the fence because he wanted to go visit the horses up the road. <laughs> Apparently we can't contain you. <laughs> no matter how hard we try, if he just decides, he'll, if he just decides to, he'll leave. Generally speaking, he didn't decide to. No. If he, but if, he, if the mood struck, if the mood struck, he'd just leave. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're too big. I cannot stop you. And there really wasn't anything we could do. That was like a five foot fence. I think he jumped. Yeah. Like no problem. Under saddle, trying to get him to jump more than a cross rail was the biggest effort ever. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. Bullshit. Like, bullshit. <laughs> I've seen you do it. Actually, I didn't see him. No one actually saw him do it. Right? But it's like, he must he just, have done he it. Just disappeared. We saw the like, hoofprints going down the driveway. <laughs> and then, and, like, then, and then disappearing and reappearing on the other side of the gate. Yep. So therefore. <laughs> when he got out of his box stall, it was like the door was still locked. Yeah. Or like, it wasn't like he broke it or anything. No, he, he just he jumped out the window. Cleared and the like, door. And like, he wasn't trying to run away. No. He, he wanted like, to be where we were. He was left out. He we was were, a big baby. We left him alone for five minutes. <laughs> I thought he was being left behind. <laughs> we're like, you doofus. <laughs> big old doofus. And he would like knock into his big head. He had a huge head. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know how strong I am, no, but he'd, 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 oh, bam! Knock you right over. He was really friendly. Yeah. He was a really nice horse. Yeah. Oh, he was dumb. He was Very a dumb. stupid dumb horse. I no, love that. He wasn't horse. dumb. Was Curly Sue. <laughs> she was a smart, nasty old mare. <laughs> she was a smart, nasty old mare. <laughs> she was the boss out there, too. She was so tiny. She was small, and she beat everyone up. <laughs> she was me- small was and mean. mean. This is a really weird looking horse. <laughs> <laughs> she's small, she's, she's got curly mane and tail, and fuzzy. She's <laughs> kind of fuzzy. Like 80s curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she did not give a fuck. 
about no. anything. <laughs> no, and you couldn't cut or pull her mane, really. It was just, it was meant to be, you can't really do that with those manes. They're just long and curly. Camp. RVs. Camping. Camping. RVs. <laughs> not the same. Not the same kind of camp. Camping. Speaking of camps and things you camp in, <laughs> let's jump into today's episode, season three, episode seven, Fresh Blood. Our writer today is Sarah Gamble. Great. <laughs> Great. Loki kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how many people of color has she killed so far? Uh, several. Several. Also, some weird stuff with like weird sexualization of people. Like the blonde women yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Things that didn't need to be quite so sexy. Yeah. yeah. And like the, the very like, well, it's like, okay, sure. It's, you know, maybe he's like. She looks like my daughter, but like it was yeah. that, but it was, but it was also, also a sec- like, like a little sexual. bit like a sexual thing. Uh, uh, nope. And we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get there when we get there. Directed by Kim Manners. I didn't notice any dramatic camera no. swings. No. In this one. I didn't get dizzy. They told him to ease off. <laughs> like our viewership is getting dizzy. Yeah. This episode aired November 15th, 2007. So we open with our new three-part quote, which comes three different episodes. Yeah. Partial quotes. Dad's gone now. End of quote. We gotta pick up where he left off. End of quote. Let's kill some evil sons of bitches and raise a little hell. This is a completely different quote. <laughs> <laughs> But, but together, they are our new, new tagline. Tag <laughs> because apparently we can't decide on one so far this season. It's the seventh episode. We've changed it several times. Yep. But also, I guess they have figured out that we don't care about John's legacy anymore. Right. We still, he still wants he's us still to... He's still gone. He's still, he's still gone. And he still wants us to pick up where we left off. But we're caring less about his legacy. Yeah. And we're caring a little bit more like, we're just killing monsters. And we'll see how that goes. Yep. 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 Because <laughs> we don't have a, a great direction for where we're going. Which I do... I which I, I still, like, who cares that he wants you to pick up where he left off? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a little bit more than legacy. Yeah. Which is not something we've ever cared about. No. Right? Especially when, like, the whole season is, like, generally just about, like, D not giving a fuck because... Yeah. I know! <laughs> I'm like, you don't give a fuck about your dad right now. Like, we, you're not... We need to care about his legacy. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm dying. Like, I don't give a Fuck. So we got it then. So things they want us to remember. Yeah. Bella, remember from last episode. Right. <laughs> the, when we when I watched this intro, I was like, did I watch the wrong intro? Literally. Like, is this the wrong episode? Yeah, did I go back? The same exact like scene. That yeah, she's it was like, the, like yeah. Bella Talbot's her real name. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, they showed the same series of clips. Yeah, because like it's remember. Bella is a character. No reason. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Uh, but remember that Bella is a character. Also remember... Gordon! 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 Gordy. Gordon is a character. He's a problem. And kind of by extension, I don't remember if we see Kubrick in the recap, but yeah. he's talking to him on he's, the phone. He's talking I to him on the phone. Remember. And so we like maybe see like the side of his face. The side of his face. <laughs> of his face like he's talking to somebody. Yeah. I yeah. did not remember Kubrick's name throughout this whole episode. I did the second time I wrote down his name. The first time I was like, God, guy. And then I wrote down Jesus man through this whole thing. Does he ever say his name in this episode? Not in this episode. He's not introduced. So so a person just coming in to watch this episode has no idea who this other guy is. And nobody says it in dialogue. Like, yeah, but Kubrick, let's, whatever. Yeah, Oh, it's Gordon. And Kubrick's with him. Nope. Yep, nope, we don't introduce him at all. (laughs) Yeah, I just wrote down Jesus man the whole thing. At this point, maybe they should just hire me to be a writer. Yeah. 
Now, now that the show is over, now, now that the show is over, I'm gonna like retroactively go back and write. I'm just gonna fix it. <laughs> not even fix it. Not even. I'm not like not even fixing like the major problems of the show. Just like <laughs> you didn't introduce this character and it bothered me. I thought I thought writes fan mail into like. The CW, like fifteen years ago, or like, <laughs> eight years ago, you. This is a plot hole. This is a plot hole. <laughs> By the way, you did not introduce your character in this episode yeah. in season three. They don't care. The last last time we saw Gordon, he was on the phone, and he, they're planning to break him out because Sam Winchester must die. Which again, you cannot say on a prison, know, prison telephone. Prison phone. <laughs> they are monitoring. You, you, you can't say. And once again, I'm saying this a second time. Sam, Sam Winchester, Winchester must, must die. die. They I'm are going to kill him. I am planning to murder a man in a prison. <laughs> they are monitoring your every move. Yeah, and I mean every second of your phone call. Yeah, don't say you're planning to murder you're in prison for firing guns in like a residential neighborhood. Yeah, or, like yeah, if you're in if you're in prison for having an arsenal in your car and just open fire in the intersection of a residential neighborhood, pretty maybe, sure you shouldn't talk maybe about murder. Don't say how you're planning to murder a man on the prison phone, and also how you're <laughs> planning to escape prison. Yep, like, maybe, we gotta get me out of here. Maybe also don't do that. So we have now. We are outside at night. Nighttime. There's a car parked under like a train trestle bridge. Yeah, which and is very Hookman. I I didn't go back to look to see if like it was it was actually the same location. Also, like now that there, there's another scene, maybe it was one of the episodes with John. You best bring that extra long tape measure on account of my humongous balls. Or they've got, like, the two cars, and they're doing some, like, they're handing over, like, the fake Colt or something. Yeah. It was, like, under this weird, like, train bridge. Yeah. I think that might have also been the same location. It's hard to tell because it's dark. But the shot composition was also very opening of Hookman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where the car was parked at the bridge. Andor hand to a car door. <laughs> hey, I recognize you. We see Bella walk up to the car. I have a question about right. the car lock. Okay. It, it, it's, it's like the squeak squeak lock yeah. noise. Which usually is what happens when, when you lock, lock the, the car. car. Maybe they they're like we we can't just have her press a button and no noise. Well, because you would have like a chung chung as it like unlocks, right? Or like you should. Well, I, I mean, I think my car. Does your car make a noise when you unlock it? Well, this well, my your car, car makes some noises. <laughs> well, my car does make a noise. It's not supposed to when you unlock it. It's the side passenger door. <laughs> the side passenger door doesn't unlock, <laughs> and when you either lock, try you know automatically lock or try to unlock that door because it doesn't work, but it tries. <laughs> So there's a, me- so hard. there's a mechanical screaming noise. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. My <laughs> car makes like a, like, just like the locking sound or like, like the unlock, like, ching like, but my, I don't, yeah, I don't think it makes a, I don't think my car makes a beep. But I think like, like, like one light will flash, like on, like on the drive, because, because <laughs> it's just the driver's side doors that are unlocking yeah. and then both of them will flash if you hit it a second time because now all the doors are unlocked. Okay. Okay. It just does like the driver door and then it does all the doors. Oh, that was going to be, like, a weird thing that your car does and, like, other cars don't. Or, like, no, I don't know if other cars do it. (laughs) To be fair. Uh, To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I don't know if other cars do it. I've just never questioned it (laughs) that this is just how my car works. Yep. We should see, like, lights. We should hear a little cha-chink, but not the the, the bigger beep. I I feel like the double light 
beep beep that's when that's, you lock that's the locking in. and then she was walking up to the car like I'm gonna get in yeah. <laughs> like ma'am you just locked your car <laughs> sometimes I accidentally press the wrong button and then I hear the beep or like the, the horn and I'm like well I just locked myself out or like you know I'm like I, I uh, button. Yeah. well that's that's another way of finding your car though in the parking it lot is. is it really is beep for me yep I would be terrified to hit the panic button because it's on the other side, the key, or on mine anyway. Oh no, mine's mine. All the buttons are on the same oh, side. That's so scary. Mine is on the other side. So Why it's like is a lot it scary? Easier. What's scary about hitting the because panic? Because it's so because loud. Because it's so loud, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like and you yeah. have the <laughs> you have the key, but like and people are staring the panic at button me. is not supposed to make you panic. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's like so embarrassing because then people are like staring at you. And you're like, wow, and God! Like and you're, it's your car. It's your car, and that's making. <laughs> The loud noise. Like, turn it off. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> They're like, my hands don't work because I'm panicking. <laughs> We're also not in dreamland. <laughs> Where every car is the same car and has the same license plate. And the like, none of the buttons work. <laughs> and, they, they all, and they all... And then there's like a keyboard on your, yeah, on your keys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's the code to turn it It's a Russian know. keyboard. I'm like, what? <laughs> Got input the code. I didn't go to class. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't study, and I'm naked. Yeah, my teeth are falling out. My teeth are falling out, and the panic button is so loud. <laughs> and then you wake up, and it's the car across the street that's been going yeah. off the whole time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or you hear like the radio, or, and then you're like, yeah. "There's a guy talking in my dream." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. Oh, birthdays! <laughs> oh, birthday! Oh, I he's miss- singing happy birthday. I miss the birthdays. <laughs> March around the table. <laughs> <laughs> because local it radio. So, it was so yep. fun when my birthday came up on the radio. Your birthday, birthday got on the radio? on the radio? I don't think mine ever got on the radio. Dad? Mom and Dad called in to like put your birthday on the radio? One time, yeah. I don't think my birthday was ever on the radio. Huh. Huh. It was one time. It was one time that they called, and then I went to school, and everyone had heard it on the radio, and they were all like, ah! Up on the radio. Do you remember the snow day where he started to read? And he was like, actually, every school except the Plattsburgh City City School District is closed. (laughs) And and he's like, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And I'm just sitting there like, "Mm." Man. He started to read the list. Okay, okay this, this is closed. This is closed. Well, well, he's he got like two in, and they start at al- it's alphabetical. So you know, he's looking the down A's. the list, and he's and like, then, uh, then there was well. a pause. It's like, well, actually, it looks like every area school district is closed, <laughs> except except the Plattsburgh School District. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, and, like, it wasn't that uncommon for pretty much everybody to be closed except yeah. us because we didn't have busing. Yeah. But to be told, literally everyone else is closed except you. Yeah. <laughs> but so, Bella walks up to the car and makes a click-click squeaky <laughs> noise, but, like, supposed to be unlocking her car. And then she's walking, she goes up to the driver's side window and sees a reflection in the glass behind her. She sees Gordon come up behind her. And <laughs> she turns around to see him and she goes okay rude like like don't sneak up on people don't sneak up on people and he's like Bella Bella where the hell have you been Luca and she's like Bella she's like, I don't know you uh, she's like am I supposed to know who you are yeah, right <laughs> like, and you you're are... such a big deal like, like okay <laughs> And Gordon introduces himself. Um, I like what her face does. Her face kind of gets a little scared for a second. A little like, well, fuck. Um, this is Gordon Walker. Okay. Okay. And then she, like, it's just for a second. And then she smiles and she's like, 
I've heard of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows she's in a serious situation and then she turns on the cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got to play this right. Yeah. I know I'm in trouble. And she's like, you were in prison. And he's like, I got out. And she's like, oh, good behavior. She reaches into the car. Or like she opens the door and like reaches into the car and Gordon pulls out a gun. He's like looking for this and he takes the clip out. Like pockets it. Yeah. Right. I don't think he drops it. I think no, he just, he just like puts put both the- in his pockets. Like I got these now. <laughs> you <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna take these with me. Yep. <laughs> just, just gonna sit this here. Just gonna I'll take out the bullets and sit that down and I'll have a I'll, nice day. I'll take no. the, this handful of bullets with me. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. So uh, he says, he says, I knew you were in Massachusetts. And I'm like, we didn't. Like, no. Yeah, incredible. Because we sure didn't. <laughs> with the Winchester boys. Uh, where are they? She's like, I don't think I know. He pulls out his own gun and he says, think harder. And I'm like, she's like, okay, no, that this is not how this works. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't think I know, but could we persuade it? Like, like, that's how this works. Yeah. Like, did you hear my wording so, of this? In theory, you know who I am. Yeah. Right. Here, I don't here's, think I know, but like, but maybe, maybe I, I could, do. maybe I could remember. remember. She's like, okay, like, listen, th- I don't like threats. I don't like threats. And I don't like you. But... If you make me an offer, that's how this works. I do like how she's like, put that down. And <laughs> yeah, like, and she's like, why the Winchester boys? And he says, Sam's the Antichrist. And she goes, wow. She's like, I heard that from the Easter Bunny, who is my best friend. She's like, who heard it from the Tooth Fairy? Are you off your meds? <laughs> yeah. There is no Easter Bunny. There is no Tooth Fairy. And there is no Queen of England. <laughs> So Gordon is like, like, okay. He's like, how about you, uh, you tell me or I kill you. She's like, <laughs> she's like, okay, kill me, but uh, good luck finding the Winchester boys. It's like, ah, man, you got me there. And I mean, in this situation, this is you know always a dangerous thing to do. But if she's, she's like, staring right down the barrel of this she, gun, she, I think so. She's doing two things here. So she's she's calling his bluff here. Yeah, you're bluffing. You're bluffing. She's being very calm and collected, but she's calling his bluff because if she's heard of him, she knows he has a very strict moral code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't kill humans. Humans in general. Hunters and humans. And Un- like, I mean, she doesn't pose a direct threat to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is not a being of the supernatural. She's not a monster. Yeah. He can't just kill her. That's not part of his thing. Yeah. And he's very strict about that. So she she's can, like, she can feel reasonable danger but i'm safe this is definitely a dangerous situation he's a very dangerous man no question about that yeah but he probably won't shoot you right here because of his strict moral code Mm -hmm. yeah no guarantee on like torture but yeah like in this moment this is a good attempt to call a bluff yeah he says i can get you three grand and she's like (laughs) that's very like oh that's cute oh that's so cute she's like i don't get out of bed for three grand he's about to get very angry she's like and she's like okay like it's like i'll make this easier for you she sees a pouch at his side like a little pentagram on it pentagons pentecostals a little a little embroidery (laughs) and um she's like like scratch that give me that mojo bag and he's like hell no this is like a century old and she's like i know it's priceless uh, but how bad do you want the Winchester boys? So he tosses her the pouch. She takes out her phone and calls Dean. And she's like, hello, Dean. 
<laughs> what are you? I'm like, oh, good. Bella just sold them out to this dangerous psychopath. What she knows she is a dangerous psychopath. Yes. I suppose in her defense, she doesn't think it's a huge problem because she knows the boys are capable. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's like, they can handle themselves. And she doesn't know their history. She doesn't know why Gordon's after them. Mm-hmm. And with her knowledge, she would have no reason to believe that the boys were in the kind of danger they're in from him. Yeah. Because she doesn't know about Sam's psychic powers. She doesn't know that Gordon is actively hunting Sam. And there's two two of them and one of him. The, bo- right. the boys are, are they capable. Can, they can they, handle they can this. Ha- they can handle it. Also. And she just got a priceless artifact out of the deal. Like, And she was kind of in danger. He had a well, gun. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. She worked the, the whole situation to her advantage and, like, from her perspective, like, like the boys can absolutely handle this guy. Yep. So, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the... <laughs> Clouds. Strange clouds. It's still at night. Nighttime. And the boys are running around alleyways, a warehouse, outside, inside at night, but also outside. Outside alleys. Set piece alleyways. Set piece alleyways, weird, like narrow with little wooden bridge things. And like, there's also a set of stairs at one point. There's also a set of stairs and like a bunch of like clothes. It reminded me of like Bloodborne almost. It was like, like the never ending kind of back alleyway neighborhood that's Mm -hmm. like going down from level to a different level yeah. and then you're still in an alleyway. Mm-hmm. And cl- like closed up shops yeah. and things like ma- like alley shops. <laughs> you, you know, like alley shops. <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm thinking like a, like a really narrow market street yeah. situation except it's at night and everything's closed. And they're just running around in this weird space with flashlights following a trail of blood. <laughs> I thought was funny was that it zooms in on like what looks like a pile of blood and then the title comes up that says Fresh, Fresh Blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dean's like, yup, that's blood, <laughs> points to it. And they go they go around a corner and they find a man lying on the ground with a bite on his neck. And Sam's like, we're going to help you. And Dean's like, where'd she go? <laughs> but, but, where did she go? Where and, the is guy, she? and the guy is, he points weakly. He's dying. Them. He's dying. You know, and, uh, where is she? Where'd she go? Where'd she go? Dean kind of half runs, half walks fast through the alleys. And comes to kind of a crossroad and like, yeah. stops. And like looking around, he's like, "Look around." I know she's here somewhere. She's here somewhere. So he's like, "I got an idea." And he takes his like machete and makes a cut on his arm, and it's just dripping blood. And he's like, "You smell that? He's like, come and get it." Then a blonde vampire woman appears, and Dean's like, "I smell good, don't I? I taste better." And but then she sees that he's got a machete, and she kind of apprehensive. So he drops it and he's like, come on, free lunch. And she runs and lunges to bite him and almost like so close to his neck. Like her fangs are like, like an inch away from his neck. And he injects her with what we know is dead man's blood. Yeah. But, at first I was like, what's that? Yeah. Some kind of like red liquid in a syringe. Yeah, but it was like a weird serum or something. <laughs> but then I was like, no, it's probably dead man's blood. And she falls. Did you recognize either in this scene or like the next scene where we see her, did you recognize Yes, and I don't know why. She's on Buffy. Okay. Actress Mercedes McNabb, she played Harmony on Buffy. Oh, yeah. So, for the first couple seasons of Buffy, she was one of the mean high school girls hanging around with Cordelia. And then in, like, you know, the the climactic end of their high school career, the mayor's like, first I will take over Sunnydale and then the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
And, you know, the high schoolers all band together and, you know, fight back and whatever. And there's undead and vampires everywhere and monsters and whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of high schoolers die that day. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of high schoolers get turned into vampires and Harmony's one of them. Oh, that's funny. Harmony gets turned into a vampire and she makes periodic appearances throughout the rest of the show. I think she dates Spike for a while. Okay. And then after Buffy, she's on Angel for a season. She goes to work for him. Oh, that's cool. So, so. She's a vampire girl. So people who were Buffy and Angel fans, which Angel probably would have ended right around here would would be familiar with her role as Harmony and, and as a vampire. That's so cute. would have recognized her here. I'm like, oh hey, it's Harmony! So Sam walks up and he's like, cutting it close and Dean's like, it worked, didn't it? He's on like an adrenaline high. Yeah. He's 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 behaving a little erratically yeah. and it's make, making Sam uncomfortable. I am very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created in the studio today. So our next scene, we're in a room. A room. <laughs> it's got mattresses piled on the walls. Yep. So like motel, like a s- abandoned, abandoned motel? Abandoned mo- squatting situation? Abandoned yeah. motel? Squatting in an abandoned squatting. motel recently. There's a squatty cave. I guess. I guess. That's what we're supposed to think. It's like, this is the motel set that they use. Yeah. Uh, but, but like the mattresses, mattresses are all like up, up against, against the windows and walls and like barricading things. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Sam and Dean are just standing there watching our blonde vampire woman tied to a chair. And they're just waiting. They just stand there watching her waiting until she starts to wake up. And her teeth are normal. No fangs right now. But she looks really dazed. And Dean kind of leans down and he's like, you with us? Really loudly. And she she kind of is startled and struggles with the ropes. Dean says, like, you're not going anywhere. And Sam's like, where's your nest? And she's just like, what is going on? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Please, I don't feel good. I mean, they're doing, like, the typical interrogation. Like, oh, yeah, well, you're not going to feel good soon kind of kind of thing. Yeah, like, oh, we got this dead man's blood. And she's like, what? She's like, I, like, no idea what they're talking about. No idea why she's been kidnapped, why she's tied to a chair. Very obviously doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let me go. Sam's like, you know, we can't do that. She's like, well, I what? don't actually. I don't. And I'm telling the truth. Uh, she says, I took something and I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. And Sam's like, you took something. She says that she can't come down, that all she wants to do is come down. They ask her what her name is. And she says, it's Lucy. And Sam's like, well, if you tell me what happened, we'll let you go. Which is not true. And Lucy's like, really? And Dean makes a like, Sure! Kind of face. Like, yeah, of course. We'll let you go. She tells them she was at this club called Spider, and there was this guy who was buying her drinks, and she's like, he was old. Like 30. Like, um, excuse me. Brown hair, leather jacket. She says Deacon or Dixon or something, and at first I was like, Deacon? What? Why would Deacon be? Yeah. Oh. Like, why would Deacon be drugging you? I was like, Deacon? what? Deacon? Our friend Deacon? Oh, no. It's like Dixon or, or something. Well, friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Said he was a dealer, that he had something for me, something new and better than anything he'd ever tried. And he put some drops in my drink. And Dean's like, was the drug real red and thick? And she's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? He says, like, that was vampire blood. And she's like, that. She's like um, what? <laughs> Is that a new, new kind of drug? Like, kinda... that's what it's called? What? Like, what? And she's like, you're crazy. Like, it was roofies or something. And he's like, you took a shot of a nasty virus. She said that then they were at his place. She says that he's he's going to get me something to eat, but I'm just so hungry and I can't wait. 
And Sam's like, so you bust out. And she's like, it won't wear off. And Dean's like, so, lights are too bright. Sunshine hurt your skin. She's like, yeah. And smells. And I can hear blood pumping. And she's like, not mine. Because he's like, hey, he's tell like, you, sweetheart, your blood's never pumping again. Like, you are dead. <laughs> like, um, no, I can hear yours. No, I can hear your blood pumping. And she's like, I just want it to stop. And so Dean will be fence down to her and he goes, listen, wavy gravy. <laughs> like, what? what was that? Wavy gravy? <laughs> Which is because she's like, because she has curly hair. Curly hair? Or like, because she's, she's acting like, a little crazy, but like, she's not. Because it's wavy gravy. What? <laughs> what is wavy gravy? What does that mean? I've never, I've never heard that before. I've never heard it before. <laughs> he says, it's not going to stop. And you've killed two people, almost three. And she's like, I couldn't. I was hallucinating. This is like a really direct approach to someone that's hysterical. Be like, you killed someone. You killed two people already. Yeah, he is not gentle here. No, and, like, he seems like he thinks this is funny a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's taking some pleasure in this. Which is very weird. It is. He says, like, yeah, we've been following a sloppy trail of corpses leading to you. Sam's face is super concerned. He is, oh, man. Like, oh, man. This girl doesn't know what's going on. He's like, this is a difficult situation we have found ourselves in. She's like, it was the drugs. Like, you, please, you have to help me. Yeah, Dean telling her about this trail of bodies she's left. She's insisting that she was hallucinating that it's not real. And he's like, you you killed those people. And she's like, no, they weren't real. It, 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 it was, was the drugs. It was the drugs I was hallucinating. <sighs> and Sam's like, oh my god, this is fucked up. He motions for them to talk, like for, for Sam and Dean to talk. And he's like, poor girl. And Dean's like, we don't have a choice. I'm like, whoa. Like, wow. Sam kind of looks at him and shakes his head, like, a little bit, like, slowly and quietly. He's just kind of like, like, no, like, what? We can't. Like, what are you? I know what, I know we have to, but no. And Dean takes out his machete and walks toward Lucy. And we just see Sam and we hear Lucy say like, no, please. And we hear a slice and a thud. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not a Dean that and, I feel like we've seen. And Sam like flinches hard yeah. at it. Our next scene, we're in a hospital and the man that they saved with uh, the neck wound and a head wound is sitting in a hospital bed. So he didn't die. And then Gordon and Kubrick come in in suits. We do not hear what Kubrick's name is, or <laughs> these are guys are not introduced. Nope. They just uh, assume we know them and assume we know Gordon, but Gordon just introduces them as FBI, not no agent-specific nope. code names or anything. And he's like, we have a few questions about the attack. And he's like, I already talked to the cops. And he's like, we're FBI. So Kubrick asks if he can describe the attacker. And the guy says that she was crazy, like super PCP strength. She not on my neck. And Gordon's like, yeah, but did she bleed on you? Like in your mouth or an open wound or anything? And he's like, what? Uh, why? No, no, no. But, but why? Yeah. And Gordon's like, yeah, she has a very dangerous virus. And he's like, she, she bit me. She bit me on the neck. And Kubrick's like, the bite doesn't matter. You have to ingest the blood to be infected. And the, guy's like, and the guy like relaxes, like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. I didn't do that. And Gordon's like, yeah, good thing. We would have had to kill you. And the guy, and the guy starts to like, <laughs> like he's like, like <laughs> are you? Yeah. And oh. the, the framing of this shot on Gordon's it's very like, serious face. Is it is, like it's up a little bit above him? Or yeah, like it's, it's at him and a little bit above. So he's like, yeah, you, you're he's getting, looking down almost like into and like, <laughs> It, it's I don't a, know how to describe that, but it's a really interesting shot because you got Gordon very close to the camera in the foreground, and Kubrick also kind of close, but in the like just off his shoulder. Yeah, it was. It's very. I don't know, like Men in Black. It's yeah. Like, 
very intense. Yeah. And I thought it was a really interesting shot. Yeah, and he is just silent and serious. The guy knows that he's serious, and Gordon's like, the attack. guy's like, yeah, she jumped me, bit me, two guys found me, and chased her down the alley. Gordon asks what they looked like, and he's like, I don't know. It was dark, and I was dying. Like, what? Like, I bit in the neck. Like, I I don't know what these guys look like. And he goes, think. One of them was real tall. Yeah, one was like a tall guy, and Gordon looks at Kubrick like, yeah. We assume it's Sam because he's tall. And that's like when people are asked to describe them, that's like the first thing everyone says is one of them was really tall. <laughs> like they were both kind of tall, but like, one of them was really tall. Yeah. We're at Spider, the club. You ever been to a club with a name like Spider? A spider. No. Or like like something like like ooh, like No. 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 <laughs> no. Do they exist? I don't know. I don't know. Grunge I feel like knuckle. Maybe they did in the early 2000s. This is, yeah, maybe this might, maybe like, this this might be like a more, cringy kind of like. This may, might be more like an early 2000s thing. What are clubs, what are they like now? <laughs> like I've been to a club in a while. I don't go Ew, to I clubs. Didn't, I didn't even go to clubs really. And I just went to the bars that were really close to my dorm so I could walk home. So Dean, like Dean and Sam walk out of the, like they'd already been in the yes, club and they, they walk outside. They, and were, they were inside investigating and we see them come outside. And I Dean's like, to see what the club was like on the inside. Right? What they did was they took some storefront <laughs> flat. Yeah. Put shiny ribbons yeah. to hang in the doorway and windows so you can't actually see what's going on and then play distant music. And like some people around outside to yes. make it look like it was buzzing. <laughs> right. The people who are milling around outside are drinking. Right. They've got beer they've got beer cans. Yeah. One of the I do one has a bag over her one has a brown paper bag over whatever she's drinking. I'm like, you're just they're just they're just they're just openly drinking. It's just this kind of area, apparently. Apparently. They're just standing in the street drinking. Yep. And they and Sam and Dean don't look at them like this is out of the ordinary. Whereas in Sin City they were like, everyone's drinking. This this is this is a debt of iniquity. And it's like it was like two people and like Outdoor dining at like <laughs> 3 p.m. or something, Someone or like at holding, dinner time having yeah. a margarita. Yeah, they yeah. were holding like they were like, at, like, like, like fancy margarita glasses, like, you know, not like at a, a bag at an outdoor seating at a restaurant. Like yeah, not like, like I mean like at, at a bar, bar like at at a a like the outdoor standing bar thing. Yeah, yeah. walking down a boardwalk. <laughs> this is middle of the night. The street is flooded with people who are drinking out of paper bags and they don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Things get crazy at night. Like, what? I've never seen this behavior. No. Well, Dean's like, this was a waste of time. Sam says that three blondes went missing, and they were all last seen here. Uh, Dean then sees a man with a blonde woman walking down the street, and they turn and go down an alleyway. And he alerts Sam to it. We see the blonde woman and this man in this alleyway, and she says, you're sick. And I'm like, oh, uh, oh, okay. That's what we're doing. This guy in a leather jacket with brown hair. He does have both of those. Oh, he's got like a little vial and a little like with a little dropper. Yeah, like an eyedropper. A little eyedropper. And he's like, you ready, sweetie? One taste and you'll never be the same. It's just gonna... And he goes in with the dropper. Gonna, gonna dribble some corn syrup right in here. <laughs> <laughs> Dean pulls his hand away and punches him. And Sam grabs her and is like, you need to get out of here. Go, go. She's but like, she wipes her she mouth? Does. She does. She, like, touches her face like, oh, something dripped. It dripped. Into my mouth. And I'm like, okay, Sam. And he just, like, go, he lets like, her go. go. So did she like, Well, she must have. We, we, we don't, don't know. know. But, like, I also wouldn't trust her not to try it because she was there to try the drugs. Yep, yep. 
but we also don't know like what the threshold is for how much for exposure. If it's right. just like a single, like a twenty eight days later thing, where it's like yes. just like a single drop, or if you need like a good little drizzle. <laughs> so she runs. Then the guy kind of like we don't see it right, but he kind of he like must throw Dean aside or throw him against a wall or something. There's a little, There's a little struggle, and then the guy gets away and runs away. And Sam grabs Dean and is like, "Okay, come on." And he's like, "I'm good. I'm okay. Okay." So they run after the guy. They come around the corner and are faced with Gordon and Kubrick. Who are just standing there in the dark, backwards. We're waiting for you. <laughs> and then they start, like, Terminator walking forward. And Gordon raises the gun. So, Kubrick and Gordon in this downtown area yeah. of a city? Just open fire. Yep. Uh, and just start shooting up cars. <laughs> think about, yeah, ricochet or... Yeah, nope. The boys, like, dive behind some parked cars that are just getting shot up and get behind, like, a like a wall thing. A little corner. And Dean is like, I'll draw them off. And Sam's like, what? what? So Dean runs out over a car that they've just shot up over onto like a ledge on the side of a building and, like, and par- into parkours, parkours up up over a ledge it into like, like a, a parking garage. That's I was gonna I was gonna guess it was like up into a parking structure of some kind. Yeah, and then Kubrick shoots at Dean as Gordon goes around to find Sam. He rounds the corner and there's no Sam. Gets jumped on by a leather jacket guy yeah. and knocked out. So back at the weird bad motel with the mattresses. <laughs> yeah, a motel with mattresses? Question mark. Sam is waiting. And Dean comes in, and Sam's like, yeah, okay, nice uh, nice move out there, running at the weapons. Dodging bullets while running at them. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, well, I'm a badass. Sam's like, how did Gordon, and he doesn't say Kubrick, but it's like, how did they find us? And Dean goes, yeah, bitch. And he gets out his phone, calls up Bella, and she is on the phone while driving. Yep. Get off the phone. Get off the phone. He's like, oh, when you called me yesterday, it wasn't to thank me for saving you, right? And she's like, no, Gordon paid me to tell him where you were. She just fully admits just it. Just admits it. And he's like, what? And she's, she's, like, like, she's like, he had a gun on me. Like, what, what was I supposed to do? She's like, obviously I'm gonna get paid for this. And Dean's like, he's so dangerous. <laughs> you couldn't have let us know he was coming. And she was like, oh, I did fully mean to do that, but the, but I forgot. Like, I got he's busy. like, he tried to kill us. And she's like, sorry, I didn't think it was such a big deal. There are two of you, one of him. You oh, can handle yourself. Like, like, like oh, sorry, my estimation of you was so high. <laughs> like, <laughs> And Dean's like, yeah, there were two of them. She's like, oh, well, oh, well, no, my bad. And Dean's like, this is a serious situation, and I am so mad at you. Next time I see you, I will kill you. She's like, you're joking. And he's like, mm, no. Listen to me and tell me if I'm serious. She's like, she's like, oh, oh, and shit. hangs up, and she kind of sighs in a scared way. She's like, like oh, shit. oh, okay, fuck. Um, hmm. Well, made a miscalculation there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> now I got another person in that once again. We're in a warehouse. Yeah. Alley warehouse inside. It looks like a weird, like... In a warehouse. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a it's the vampire nest in a warehouse. Yep. Gordon is tied to a bed frame. Yeah. And wakes up. We see two blonde women chained up by their hands, kind of half standing, half hanging there. And the dude from before, our leather jacket man, walks in with a mason jar full of blood. I'm like, you millennial. Or like, you, you hipster with your mason jar. I'm like, I have mason jars. That's what we drink out of my apartment. But it's mason jar. (laughs) He's like, oh, I've got my mason jar and my like reusable straw. Yeah, my metal straw. (laughs) My metal straw. (laughs) He is talking to the 
two women and he's like, I know you're uncomfortable, but this is temporary. The hunger will pass and you'll feel better. And he feeds the first girl some blood and then feeds the second girl some blood and talks to Gordon. He's like, you're awake. The feeding of the blood is pretty uncomfortable because he is pouring it in their mouths. And it's like, drink up or like, here he, we go. Like, he, bottoms up, you yeah, know. He was like, drink up. It, it just made me uncomfy. But also, she, like, they're, they're like trying to drink from it. Like, yeah. like uh, 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 let me, let me, let me get some more blood. And, and like, it just, it was just gross. It was gross. So Gordon asks, like, who they are, and he says, family. Gordon's like, you always chain up your family? Yeah, the, the this leather jacket guy and Gordon have this antagonistic back and forth. He says that they're being reborn. I'm reborn. So, yeah, it's like you, you grabbed some girls off the street and made a monster. It's great. He's like, I did what I had I to do. I did what I had to do. You didn't like, oh, no, have oh, to do this. You didn't, though. So. He's like, you're going extinct because you're animals. And Leather Jacket Man was like, right, we're so much more bloodthirsty than you. So, yeah, hunters slaughtered my entire nest like they were having a party. They killed my daughter. And he holds up this picture. 1800s. Like Civil War era Southern Belle yep. looking portrait. Yep. So he's been alive for a long time. I guess, I guess so. we're assuming that he's been alive for a long time. He's like, this is so satisfying catching a hunter responsible for like all these deaths uh, and making lunch for my daughters. Mm. And Gordon's like, daughters, try fang whores. Oh, Okay, Gordon. Great. That's a I don't up. like that. Nope. I don't like that. And uh, Gordon, the leather jacket man is like, I'm like, sorry, you have such a low opinion of my people. And uh, like the the whole like, I the mean, like is, they didn't choose to be vampires. No, and mm-hmm. like like obviously yeah. this vampire guy has some issues. He's like, I'm making them my new daughters. Like, yeah, that, that's creepy. Yeah, very creepy. That's very creepy. They aren't your daughters. It's bro. it's very creepy. Yep. He's getting so like fed up with Gordon that he's like. Okay, sorry. Change of plans, girls. I'll be going out for your lunch. I've got a better idea for you. He takes out a knife and he cuts Gordon's arm and cuts his own arm. And he smooshes him together. And Gordon is like, <laughs> Turning him into what he hates most. Yes. Uh, so in our next scene, Dean is sharpening his machete. Mm-hmm. Sam is cleaning a gun. And they're like, first things first, like we gotta get Gordon, even though there's a vampire still out there. And Dean's like, yeah, and when we find him, or he finds us, yeah, so we're, like, like, we're te- like, gonna test, test the waters like, about what we're gonna do. We are going to trying to see where <laughs> Sam's at. And he's like, yeah, we gotta kill him. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, I, th- I thought you'd be like, he's human. It's wrong. Gor- we can't kill Gordon. I thought we'd, we were gonna have like a weird little fight about that, but no? Yeah. Or you're not gonna fight me on this? Sam's like, no, I'm done. He says, uh, Gordon's not gonna stop until we're dead or he's dead. I mean, he's, he's kinda got a point. He's kinda and, point, and, but like, no, he, he is like, no. I'm done. With, yeah. And with caring. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and no, Dean's but, kind of like, oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Like, thinking back to his conversation with Bobby, like, is, is my Sam, brother okay? Is Sam okay? Sure! 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 sure. I'm sure Sam's fine. Demons lie! Like, he's fine! He's fine! Yup. No one's confident in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, Sam's I'm like, done. So, Dean's cell rings... And he's like, what? It's Bella. And she says, like, I don't like grudges. I don't want to die. So I found Gordon's exact location. She says, I use a talking board to contact the other side. Because a Ouija board is trademarked. (laughs) Yep. A mystical talking board. The Luigi board? She says it's a warehouse, two stories, riverfront, neon sign outside. And that the spirit had a message. Leave town and don't go after Gordon. Yeah, run like hell. Yeah, for whatever that's worth. And the boys are like, what is that supposed to be? (laughs) 
back at the vampire nest. Gordon is now also hanging by his wrists in chains like the vampire girls. There is a pounding two-beat rhythm that the subtitles say heartbeat. (laughs) As Gordon wakes, the neon lights are too bright. There's a watch that's ticking on the floor that's too loud. Everything's just just too much. Me when I have a migraine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just everything is too much. He's sweating. So he rips the chain out of the ceiling. And as he goes to leave, the chained up girls are begging him to help. We don't see what happens there. The next thing we see, he's wandering around outside at night. He doesn't look good. He sees like a street lamp and it's way too bright. And it's it's buzzing. And his eyes are full of blood. They're like bloodshot. They're like red. They're like red all around his irises. Like, and he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. And he sees a car coming by with the headlights and they're so bright. And the car is so loud. He holds up his hands as the car passes like, ah! And he walks, hears a heartbeat and sees a man changing a tire. And he sort of leans against a shop front window and he can see his reflection. The bloodshot eyes, the heartbeat pounding. He hears the man drop the tire iron and he sees the reflection, the fangs slide down into place. He's like, I'm a monster now. Across the street, the man changing his tire puts away his equipment, gets in the car and goes to start it. And he's just like, ah! <laughs> Gordon in the backseat pops up, <laughs> growls, goes for his neck. The guy screams. The car starts rocking yeah. and there's blood splatter on the windows on the inside. Back at the vamp nest, Sam and Dean enter investigating, and they see the leather jacket man kneeling on the floor in front of the hang- still hanging, but now headless bodies of the two vampire girls. It is very gross. Yeah. Yes, this whole scene is gross. Yep. Sam and Dean, like, raise their guns, but Dean kind of motions to Sam, like, I'm, I'm gonna go over here, you go over there. Dean grabs a knife off the side table, and who we know as Dixon, um... Which we don't we don't introduce him at all. But really, you can't really sneak up on a vampire if they've got super hearing. Right. I mean I think they're not like I don't know if they're like trying to sneak. Like they're they're kinda trying, but he it's like, yeah, like are they gonna know. they're not gonna be able to do that, right? No, no, but he, knows, he, knows, he knows they're there. He knows they're there. He says, Go ahead, do it, kill me. And Sam's like, What happened? What happened? And Dixon says that he never should have brought Gordon here, never should have brought a hunter here, just wanted some kind of revenge. He's like, You don't understand. Dean's like, I don't wanna understand. Uh, he's like, you ever been desperate? Yeah, D- Dixon launches into a monologue at Dean. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. And this is the writers using a monster to reflect how Dean is, like, his 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 inner thoughts back and, like, present them to the audience, like, and present them to Dean. Lost everyone I ever loved, staring down eternity alone. Can you think of a worse hell? Dean's uh, like, well, well, you know, there's there's hell. there's hell. And he's like, and, and, and with the implication, he's like, oh, no, I'm sort of doing that. <laughs> Dixon says that he just didn't care anymore. He's like, do you know what it's like when you just don't give a damn? It's like being dead already. Do you know, Dean? Do you know what that's like? Dean, audience, do you think Dean knows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a survey. So he's like, just go ahead, do it. Do it. <laughs> Sam has gone over to investigate the bodies, and he tells Dean that the heads were ripped, not cut 
off. And, and, and Sam, standing very close yeah. to one of the bodies, says, with their bare hands. It was a very weird delivery. Nina's like, what did you do to Gordon? And, and they don't really need an answer. They know. They know. They're like, well, like, someone ripped well, these heads off with hands. And, you know. And we've given this psychopath superpowers. Great. Great. Wonderful. 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 So we're in the RV with Kubrick. It's like, oh, this is a Jesus painting. It's a yeah. Jesus painting. And I, we don't see his handheld Jesus. But no. <laughs> I wanted to see his handheld Jesus. I wanted to see the handheld Jesus. (laughs) Don't touch my Jesus. Don't touch my Jesus. Don't touch this rock. Kubrick looks outside, like at the window, and like turns around, and Gordon is just there. And Kubrick is like, are you okay? Do vampires have the power to just like warp through walls? Like, how did he not? Like, where was the door? door, And how did he get in? And how did he not see him or hear him? (laughs) Mark is just smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have an answer. <laughs> and Kubrick is like, are you okay? And Gordon's like, not even close. Kubrick is like, what is it? Gordon says, something happened. Something happened there. Something happened, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, this scene I thought was really interesting. Kind of weird, the yeah. energy in this scene, but interesting. Before, so the last time I saw Kubrick mm-hmm. was in the uh, the Rabbit's Foot episode, which was kind of a comedic episode. Yeah. And he had that weird, like, buddy comedy going on with, <laughs> yeah, that, other with that other guy. This is not a buddy comedy. No. Um, this is a very different feeling I'm getting from Kubrick. And I think him acting in this scene with Sterling K. Brown is elevating his acting. Yeah. yeah. This is a very intense scene. There's like no, it's, it's, there's like nighttime cricket noises. Like it's been very quiet. It's neither of them are speaking loudly, but Kubrick in particular, he's a hunter. He knows. Yeah. He also, he knows Gordon is between him and his weapons. He's alone in an RV. With a vampire. Something's happened to Gordon. Yeah. And this, it's this, obvious this, that he's in danger. He's, he's a hunter. He knows, he knows this is something, this is bad, but also it's Gordon. So Kubrick is very tense, speaking at barely a whisper, and Gordon is more rattled than we've ever seen him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is upset and afraid, and it's just a very quiet and intense conversation, and very slow. Like, there are long pauses between the dialogue, As and and as the dialogue continues, they kind of get closer and closer together until they're standing very close. Yes. Must you stand quite so close. And, like, it's this halting back and forth until Gordon admits that the vampires turned him. Kubrick is like, you know, I'm sorry, but you know what this means. And Gordon, like, acknowledges that it means he's like, yeah, you have to kill me, but not yet. It's like, there's one thing I have to do first. You have to let me kill Sam Winchester. He says it's the one good thing to come out of this nightmare. He says that he's stronger and faster than Sam and that he can take him. Kubrick is like, Gordon, I'm sorry, but you know I can't let you walk out of here. He looks at a crucifix on the wall. Gordon does. Yeah, he's walks past Kubrick. Yeah. And he says that there's one last good thing that he can do for the world. And Kubrick's like, yeah, yeah, man, I hear ya. As he goes over to the table and pick up a big knife. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, yep, I understand. One Absolutely. good thing and you're gonna, it's gonna be great. Are you a mice and menning him <laughs> right now? <laughs> just keep staring off. Just stare off just, into the crucifix. Just, 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 just keep looking, bud. We're gonna get what we want and it's gonna be great. Gordon hears a heart beating. Yeah. He hears Kubrick's heart beating. And Kubrick grabs the knife and goes behind Gordon. And he's like, yeah, you're right. One last good thing. But he's holding it like, ha! Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's like, like, it's weird. Like it's a, weird. Like, a weird stance with the knife. Yeah. And Gordon turns around to face Kubrick and plunges his hand into Kubrick's 
gut. And Kubrick collapses onto Gordon. Like, there's there's a moment, it's real gory. He, you know, Gordon takes his hand out and they both look at the blood on it as Kubrick collapses into his arms and then the heart, the, we can hear the heartbeat and we can hear the heartbeat stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Gordon just says, I'm sorry. Yeah, he leans into his ear. He's, you know, holding him up as he's collapsed and Gordon, like, lays his head on Kubrick's head and so- says, like, softly into his ear, I'm so sorry. Like, what was that? <laughs> this whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's happening? What's going on what's, here? What's going on? What do you think's going on here, writers? Hmm. I don't know. What is going on here? It was very well acted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Sterling K. Brown. And the, I mean, the other yeah, guy, but, but he was but elevated like, by that. Right. It was like being in a room with him, like, made him made a better actor. Him it was it was really good. It's like anytime somebody's in a scene with Avery Brooks. Right. He was like a very generous scene partner. That's, but like, yeah, no, from everything I've heard. Yeah. It was like acting with him is intense, which but I like, which I, which I can imagine yes, is true. Yes. <laughs> but like, you feel and get better yes. as an actor just it, by being in the same room with him. pushes you to be a better actor. And th- this is like, it's such a small set. It's, yeah. Like, this, this is such a. It's enclosed. Cl- Enclosed it's and claustrophobic. It's um, or like intense scene. Yeah, well done, guys. Yeah, yeah. It was an intense scene. Yeah, Maybe. intense energy. Maybe best scene in the episode. I think so. Maybe, but like, yeah, no, the energy and that like the the talking so quietly and intensely and very close to each other, and both of them being very sad, knowing what has to happen, and they've and both admitted to themselves that they yes. are going to do this thing. Where Gordon is like, "Well, I have to get out of this," and Kubrick is not going to let me, so I have to kill him. And Kubrick and is like. Well, I can't let Gordon get out of here alive, so I have to kill him. But there's also, like, in their interaction, a closeness there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they've almost bonded. Like, yeah, yeah no, like, they're, they're definitely... Something is stronger about their relationship than whatever was going on with the weird buddy yeah. comedy. Yeah. With, like, that other guy who's like, why are you even here? You don't want to be here. No! <laughs> the, this, there was something much stronger about their relationship here, and it just made the scene, like, intense. So we're uh, with Sam at the motel. Dean comes in. He's like, I must have checked three dozen motels. So many. <laughs> so many. And Sam's like, yeah, it's a big city. I'm like, where are we, though? We don't know. Where the fuck? Where the fuck are we? We just keep getting told it's a big city, and all we've seen is weird alleyways. Yep. Weird dark alleyways and warehouses. Sam is like, give me your phone. Dean's like, what? Dan's like, if Gordon knows the cell number, he can track us. And so Dean's like, oh, okay. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and gives Sam the phone. Sam kind of dismantles them both, like his phone and, and Dean's, and smashes them with his foot. Dean makes the decision to go off half-cocked to find Gordon himself. His reasoning being that Gordon is after Sam, not him. So uh, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> so it's fine. Sam is like, you're gonna get yourself killed. He's like, what, you think you got nothing to lose because you're dead already? And he's like, I'm... He's like, he's like yeah, I was. I heard that part I of the dialogue, that. too. I heard that. I heard that. I heard the monster saying your inner feelings. <laughs> and he says, I'm sick of your kamikaze trip. And Dean is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm more of a ninja. Guys. And Sam's like, that's not funny. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. But uh, Dean's like, it's a little funny. Sam's like, no. It's not. And Sam says what we've all been thinking, which is drop the attitude, drop, like, stop trying to make things into punchlines, stop pretending that you're not scared. And here's the thing, Sam. Dean tried to talk to you, you the did, other day. He did, and he you just... tried to open up, and then you shot him down, and he was like, well, I'm never gonna talk to you again about this. Shut up. Sorry. Your problem, Sam, is that you want him to be dealing with this the way you want him to be dealing with this. Yeah. Which is like, talk it out when I want to talk it out. Sam, you are centering you. Yep. Mm-hmm. In this problem. Yep. This is about Dean. Focus on Dean. Focus on Dean. I'm gonna go 
Focus on your eggs, Bob. Sam says that he can see right through him, that he's scared. He says that he knows him, that he's known him. He's like, I've been looking up to you my whole life. I've been trying to, I've been studying, trying to be like you. He says, this is how you act when you're terrified. This is a famous scene. Yeah, Sam's little monologue here. Like, I've been looking up to you since I was four, Dean. Like that, it's... And he's getting teary-eyed as he goes. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good scene for Jared. Yeah. Yes. He says, like, I wish you would just drop the show and be my brother again because... He's like, well, just cuz. Yeah, because he's, he's getting... He's like, mm-hmm. just like, like, like... Just because. Just because. Just because. Because I miss you and I want to... Yeah. <laughs> oh, who wipes <laughs> no, not? Yep. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> and Dean backs off. He's like, all right, we'll pull up here, cover our scent so he can't find us. And he's like, and we'll, we'll wait it out. So the boys board up the door with bed frames. From, yeah. From, from the <laughs> beds and the mattresses and stuff. Sam starts the smoke thing. Burning some herbs of some kind. Smudging. Yeah. At some point later. Later. <laughs> later that night. Dean's phone rings. He's shaving his arm. With it. He's just, he's playing with it. Yeah. Yep. He's like testing how sharp it is, but like playing with his knife. His phone rings. He didn't give his phone number to anybody. And he answers it. And it's Gordon. And he's like, how'd you get this number? Uh, Gordon's like, your scent's all over the cell phone store. But I cannot tell you now. Where are you? Dean's like, you'll have to find us. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. You guys can come to me. And he's like, well, we're not going to do that either. <laughs> Back and forth. Like, we're not going to do that. Well, you come find me. No, you come find us. Well, no, you you go to me. My mom can pick up if your mom can drop yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or like on, on three, put your mom on the phone and yeah. I'll put my mom on the phone and then we can organize a play date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gordon holds up the phone to a chained up woman. She's like, please. He gives the address and says, be here in 20 minutes or the girl dies. And Dean's like, let her go. Like, you, like, you don't like, do this. Yeah, like, like this isn't okay, you. Like, come on, Gordon. We all know you don't kill innocent people. We all know You're that. You're a hunter. Like, come on, man. And he's like, no, I'm a monster. Okay. Oh, he's accepted it. This is, this still fits in his framework. Yeah. He is, according to how his mind, like his, you know, black and white way of thinking, he is no longer human. Yeah. Therefore. He behaves how a monstrous thing behaves. Yes. Like, no fighting it. No, well, can I do anything else? No, I have a choice in the matter. Like, no, I am monsters monster. behave this way. Therefore, this is how I will behave. Like, Which is wild. So I do have a question about this little scene here, this, okay. the, this girl, and how Gordon got the phone number. Is she the employee at the, at the phone oh, store? No. Oh, boy. Poor girl. That makes sense. That could have made more sense if they had said something like that. If they had said something. But... Because also, like, I where, think, I, where I else mean, would... She's, she's just supposed to be some, random, some girl. random girl. But it would make but more sense. If she's the employee at the phone store, and um, he makes her get the phone number, and then takes and then away. kidnaps her. Gordon! I'm well, thinking that's what happened. There's probably some awful minimum wage job. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she doesn't... We're gonna sell phone she's store. Not, she's not gonna she's get like paid a member of the Geek this. Club. Oh, man. Yeah. At a warehouse. Yep. Gene and Sam are with... Dean has the colt. Sam has a machete. They hear and then quickly find the hostage. Release her. Dean, uh... Release the hostages. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta release the the hostages. Dean carrying her. She seems afraid and out of it. Sam coming up behind him. He goes, Sam, stay close! 
And like, as if he knows that they walk like 10 feet and then a door closes down in between Sam and Dean. Sam wasn't that far back though. He, he was wasn't. like right up Dean's right ass. Right there. Stay close. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I can't get any closer. And the door still cuts them off. We hear Dean from the other side. They're both like banging on the door trying to like get it open. Like, they're, like, like, they're just kicking it. You know, like yeah. what, what are they doing? It's a sliding it's door. It's a sliding door. Why are slide you just it. kicking it? Yeah. Sli- Try slide pulling it. it up and sliding it. You're both strong. If, I, okay, I understand if it's heavy, but you're both, you're both very strong. You both, both grip it from the bottom and both lift it. Yep. We hear Dean from the other side say, like, Sam, be careful. But, like, when they're kicking it and they're both, like, calling to each other, Dean goes, damn it, Sam. And it's like, he didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, why? It's not his fault. And, um... He's like, I told you to stay, like, I told you to stay close. He couldn't have been any closer. Yeah. (laughs) Then the lights turn off on Sam's side of the door. And he feels around with his machete out in one hand. And he's like, come out, Gordon. And Gordon's like, I'm right here. (laughs) Hello, I'm right over here, you know. Gordon laughs. And we get this weird shot of like his teeth and so, his like his mouth. It was very Rocky Horror. Yeah. yeah. I think it's supposed to be completely pitch black in here, mm-hmm. which doesn't work for a TV audience. No. So we are seeing these little glints of light so we, we can we can see what's going no, on. Sam's just like, oh, I just can't like, see open. anything. He's got his hands out and he's like, uh, feeling for the wall. Okay, he's got the wall. Feeling for a corner, feeling around the wall and then like, he's got the machete out and he can't see a thing. Yeah. It's like, but, well, but, but your audience can't a and Jared can, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, and I think probably Jared can. We get a weird, like, POV from Gordon of a red world yeah. in night vision. Yeah, he's got night vision. This is dark vision. Yeah. And we can see Sam rounding corners <laughs> and sticking his arms out funny. Yep. Gordon says he's monologues a little bit. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. He's like, you know, like, I lost everything my life. He goes, but it's worth it because I'm going to kill the most dangerous game. <laughs> the <laughs> you. most dangerous game. Uh, I read that. Yeah. yeah. We did. We, we, we talked about it. it. We talked about that. No, you <laughs> talked about that. I talked about it. Gordon says that he, you're not human. And Sam's like, look who's talking. And Sam kind of like goes to strike at Gordon. And we hear like a clang. He's like, I, you're right. I'm a killer. Sam's like, don't talk like you don't have a choice. He's like, you didn't kill that girl. And Gordon's like, no, I didn't. I did something much worse. Knew it. The, the of- reason that they were able to find her so fast yeah. was because he put her there so they could find her. It's a trap. Back on Dean's side of the door, he's still like punching it and hammering at the chains. Yeah, just at the chains. That, I don't like, know what that what that plan is supposed to do. No, if anything, like pull on the chains or try to figure out which side of the chain you need to pull to like get the door to open. I don't know, but he's just punching them with like a metal pipe and he throws the pipe down in frustration. And then this woman, this girl jumps him. Teeth out. Teeth out, like fangs. And pretty quickly, he just shoots her with the colt. And like blue lightning flashes inside her skull and she dies. Back on Sam's side, Gordon's still monologuing. He starts monologuing. He starts monologuing. Yeah, we're the same now, you and me. It's like, okay, you tried this with Dean before. Yeah. Yeah. You, yep. you, you can't just keep going back and forth between the boys. <laughs> Too bad you won't do the right thing and kill yourself, though, because you're evil. Like, you've got evil in you, Sam. He has this line, I know how it is walking around with something evil inside you. Well, I mean, he's got this like, va- just the, vamp- the, 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 the curse of vampirism. Yeah. I don't know, because Sarah Gamble wrote this episode. Yeah. Oh, right? Like, the, the way he's talking, like, this curse of, like, the vampirism, this bloodborne yeah, right? disease. And it was very like, let me touch my blood to your blood and I'm a man and you're a man. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
I was getting some of that. Yep. And like this evil thing inside you, you know? Like this, you know, you can feel this evilness inside you that, you I've know. I've been turned into something evil, which yes. is gay. Which is gay or stereotypically gay bloodborne illnesses. Yes. So, yeah, no, I was getting some of that. Hard to say if it's intentional here. Based on how she's been writing queer characters and people of color. And killing them. And killing them. I honestly wouldn't put it past her. Not a fan of how this is starting to go down here. There's something evil inside me. It's like corrupting. And he got it through blood to blood blood contact contact. from contact with another man. Yep. While he was like tied to a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then his, yeah, it's just too bad. You won't do the right thing and kill yourself. I'm gonna, as soon as I'm done with you. He's like, it's like the right thing to do. It's so so evil that that you should kill yourself. Yep. Because I know I will. Because it's it's the right thing to do. Because it's the right thing to do. Because I have this blood to blood illness now. And I am a monster. I'm a monster because of it. Great. Great. Wonderful. 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 So Sam is backed up into a corner and we see Gordon's fangs come out. And Gordon pushes Sam through the wall that he's like standing in front of. It's like he's backed into a corner. No, he's not. No, he's not. Now he's in another room. Now he's in another room and they fall. And And then Dina's there. Dina's there. And How did he get there? I don't, I don't know. know. And they fight. And, and with they, Dean. And Gordon goes and bites Dean's neck. Sam is like, jumps up. He's like, no. He... Does he Star Trek fight him? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He Captain Kirk punches him. It's the double-fisted backslam. <laughs> you clasp your hands together and you hammer fist down yeah. with a slam. But, like, kind of lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he Captain Kirk punches him. At least it's not like just like standing a and like jump. Oh, my favorite Captain Kirk move is the butt is the butt attack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where where Kirk will run and then jump at a person. He has two jump attacks. Is he he does run and catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Where he, like, throws himself sideways, usually at, like, a line of people, and they all have to catch him. <laughs> or it's his butt attack, where you it usually involves, like, he runs and, like, bounces off a wall to, to jump around and stick his butt in their face yep. to, to knock them down, <laughs> which is the wildest form of martial arts I've ever seen. <laughs> and futuristic. <laughs> I love it so much. I love Star Trek fighting. Oh, and God. everyone since then, like, learned the Kirk way of fighting. He must have taught... St- done some seminar or right? something and everyone's like I'm obsessed with this stupid <laughs> this stupid thing yeah so Gordon kind of like slams Sam's head against like some stuff like a bunch of times and they're they're fighting in the midst of that Sam's like scrabbling on the table for in this like factory warehouse thing oh, for something to hold on to and he comes up with a braided piece of wire it's like, right like, is, is it, it barbed it looks like barbed wire yeah right so he then he around his Gordon's, around Gordon's neck, neck and pulls for a long time until Gordon's head pops off. And Gordon is like just standing there. He's just standing, standing there. there. But also he's holding barbed wire. He does have two pieces of leather on either end. Okay. But, but it looks like he's, his hands are bleeding. His hands slip off the leather and his hands start bleeding. His hands have cuts in them. Yes. And Gordon's blood is gushing out of his neck wound. Yeah. <laughs> 
This yeah. was my problem here. Uh-huh. I was so mad. I'm like, th- th- this was stupid. Yes, I agree. Was stupid and plot hole. Except I can fix it. Except is, is Sam not susceptible to it? Well, he wasn't to grow tone. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, but like they didn't write, th- they're like, oh shoot. They, they didn't, didn't write it to be that way. They didn't do it on purpose. No. However. However, it might work. He's not susceptible to Croatoan. So, demon virus, vampire virus, maybe. Based on Sam's demonic protections. Yeah. Uh, maybe. He may not be susceptible to vampirism. Right, but like it should be a concern. <laughs> yeah. However, they didn't intend for that to be like a little connection. Right? They could have. Yeah. They could have. But it was so dumb to be like, this is how I'll kill him. And, and then, I'm like, not going to pull so hard by hand. So hard and my hands are bleeding and it's like ah the condition and also the cruelty yeah the that like this 20 seconds which is a long time in tv yeah to sit there and watch someone someone decapitated slowly with barbed wire yep. 20 yeah. seconds yeah it, it was a really long time it was intense with also, and with some like Monty Python's blood squirts. Yeah, yeah, the blood squirting and the blood and, like going to his eyeballs. It was and, gory. Yeah, and the way and just the fact that it's the way that he is being killed with something being wrapped around yeah. his neck. Yeah, yeah, like being lynched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made that Im- me so that, uncomfortable. That that imagery was bad. Sam has, al- Sam Sam has also killed twice. Uh, Jake. Yeah, yep. Jake. He executed him. Yep, Sam. And uh, he executed an unarmed black man. Yep. Sam, you are not looking so good. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of Sam right now. Sam, you're kind of acting like the cop. <laughs> I was like, Sam, aren't he, you supposed to be a lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> he, did, uh, he did, in fact, use the judicial system against Gordon that one time. Yep. Not not liking the imagery here. Dean gets up and sees Gordon's body. So Dean is like, well, you just charged a super vamped out Gordon with no weapons. That's kind of reckless. And that's kind of all they say about that. Yeah, they don't address the Sam killed somebody with his bare hands. Sam yep. does look a bit distraught from it. But not like, not not as much as you should be, I yeah. feel. He, he mostly just looks exhausted. Yeah. It's like, wow, that took but a that, lot out that of That was a, a surprising amount of arm strength required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very tired. Yeah. And then that's all they that's say all about they say. that. Cause, but I think Dean, like, Dean registers like, that's kind of horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm just gonna file that one away because Sam's what? acting weird. Yep. And thinking back to Bobby's conversation, <laughs> it's like, is think, Sam okay? Think, Sam thinking okay. back to that. Ooh. 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 The evidence is Ooh. mounting. And then our next scene. Everything's chill. Everything's fine. Sam grabs two beers from a cooler and sits down. He opens one, hands it to Dean. Dean's working on the Impala. With the hood open, working on the car. And uh, It's a nice day. Sam's like, what's making the rattle? And Dean's like, I don't know. Like, give me that box wrench. Hands him one. And Dean stops and kind of stands up, like, he's been leaning over the, the car. He kind of stands up, and he's like, Sam? And Sam's like, what, did I give you the wrong one? Like, <laughs> like wrong wrench. He's like, no, come, come here for a sec. Did you know what was going to happen in this scene? Yes. As soon as Dean pauses. Yes. Yeah. Because he's like, I there need is, to teach you something. There, you know, I need to there's, there's a melancholy prepare for my death. To, there, yeah, there, there's a melancholy was... to, uh, and Jensen's acting, yeah. to, to his whole, like, demeanor. He gets Sam to come over, and he just starts giving Sam a rundown on, like, the parts of the car, and, like, quit quizzing him on like what yeah, he's and this on. one is he's like carburetors are very good and Sam's like what is like, what's, like what's what are you doing on? what are you doing and Dean's like well you should know how to fix it you're gonna need to know these things for the future you know and he 
hands Sam the wrench. And Sam takes it and just is just like so oh, sad. So that's what we're realization doing. of yep, this is what we're doing. And Dean's like, Well, it's my job, you know, showing my little brother the ropes. Kind of like trying to lighten it up. Like yeah, we're just we're just, we're just brothers, brothers having a couple beers. I'm showing you how to fix my car. No other reason. No. But they're both they both know. Mm-hmm. Sam and goes to work on the car. And Dean grabs the cooler, pulls it over, has a seat, and it's somber. Like, they're both trying to pretend that this is normal. Yeah, and Dean's like, put your shoulder into it. It's cute, though. It's cute, but it's so sad. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. So what do we think of the episode? Mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. mixed feelings. So this will be, this is our last appearance by Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So round of applause for Sterling Woo! K. Brown! Um, fantastic role as Gordon. Yeah. Really, really good. Unfortunate. Really unfortunate how they treated his character. Yeah. He was... Like, interesting that they made him a vampire. I think that yes. was kind of interesting. That they made, but, him, like, made him what he hated most. They could have let him run away and then they still a problem for them later. Yeah. I think part part of why he he's not coming back, there were some... He was having, like, um... They, they, they toyed with the idea of him of having him be a more recurring problem, but there were filming conflicts. Right. He, okay, He okay. was signed on as a regular to some other show at this point. Okay. So, like, other, you know, other studio well, reasons. Logistics, logistics and, and you know reasons, but the way the doing it this way, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Gamble. <laughs> yeah, it feels intentional in like a, I'm gonna put this in there because nobody's gonna notice. Way I, that's it. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like notice. I'm just like, do you know what like what you're doing? I'm like I'm kind of like second guessing myself. Like like, am I read like like reading too much? Into right. It? Like, am I making this up? At the, but like, it's too consistent. There's there's, to... there's a consistent metaphor being drawn on here yeah. with how vampirism is being treated in this episode. Because, like, before, it was, like, a sexy thing to be a yeah. vampire. And it was very, like, the guy vampire and the girl vampire, and they're, like, drinking blood and, like, being sexy and, like, yeah. making out and stuff. But, like, this was, like, this is a man giving a man a disease. Yes. Yes, it is. You have, like, you have to know how how that plays plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how that metaphor plays out. Uh-huh. And the number of people of color she's killed in, in her episodes. Mm-hmm. Not loving that. The number of queer people she's killed in her episodes. Not loving that. So and off-screen deaths of queer people. Off-screen deaths of queer people. To then use vampirism with this metaphor having it be a dirty evil thing of a man giving a man a disease. Not loving this. Yeah. And then tying it into the whole race thing. Then And like the explicit message of there's this evil inside me the best thing to do would be to kill myself it's like oh. wow acting this episode good very good very good yeah sterling k brown elevating everyone in all the scenes he's in mm-hmm. yeah um giving jared some stuff to do yeah Jared had had some had something to do. That scene is a famous scene. And it's like we know he can cry on cue, but like it's nice to yeah. see him tearing up. Like yeah, that was good. He's is making a, a facial expression other than hmm. <laughs> concerned face <laughs> or that weird clenched jaw thing he does. Yeah, it's just he's <laughs> like he's grinding his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, the Netflix description about how they were like they were. Yeah. They said that the whole episode was about Lucy. Lucy. It was about Lucy. She was in the first ten minutes, and then she, yeah, and most. then they had to, and kill then they her. killed her off. Yep. Which, like, that's not a way you use a guest star. Yeah. No, especially like like someone recognizable from a show like Buffy. Yeah, and she was good. I felt yeah. like she was a good actor in mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah, let her do some more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't even. And it, not that we needed to see her death, but it was also, very yeah. like off screen too. Women, and all like, the women care 
characters died. It was, it was yeah, it was off screen and su- brutal and suggested to be brutal. Yeah, yeah we love how. Oh every, yeah, yeah, all yeah, the every, women, this, all the women died brutally. Yeah, yeah, had yeah. Their, had their heads chopped heads or ripped ch- off. Yeah, and like a couple of white blonde girls were killed by a black man. That's also true. Yeah, in a very brutal way. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm not. I'm not liking this scene with Courtney Kubrick. Very good. Excellent. Weird motel. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. Don't know on. what was going with on this, there. With the set design of the motel. The set design of the whole episode was a little weird because set, it was very all like the set design was super weird. And I'm like, are we inside or outside? It's nighttime. Nighttime. I, I can't tell, <laughs> I can't if, we're tell. In, if we're inside or outside. Where are we? And what city are we in? We don't know. I don't know anywhere that looks like this. Very It weird. was very, it looked like a video game. Like It was like. It did. Yeah. It was weird. Like, it didn't look like real, real. No, like, it was like a it, level it looked made like, yes. by a game designer. Or, was like, and, or like, like stage set. Like, yeah. it, like yeah. it, did, it didn't, it didn't look. It was like you could poke the walls and yeah. the flats would fall over. And it's like, it, it then you're in LA. 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 Thank you. LA. It looked weird. Set design, whole episode, very strange. Yeah. Not a whole lot else to, like, place this episode in time and space and, like, connect it to things. Yeah, it felt pretty disjointed. Or, like, out of... Out of sync with the rest of the 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 show, the rest of the Um, season. Not a lot connecting it to the rest of the show. Except for Bella, but it was like a... The boys are obviously in the middle of something off screen. Yeah. And then we go there. Like, it... We're not following them into the story. It was it was weird. Yeah, mixed feelings, a lot of negative feelings. Right, because it's like great performances, and I enjoyed that. And, but, re- and really enjoy Sterling K. Brown. Yes, but everything else about the episode was <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird. We we're too extremely bad. Yeah. So then, join us next time for season three, episode eight: A Very Supernatural Christmas. <laughs> A Christmas episode. It's Christmas time, and Sam and Dean investigate a series of murders where the victims were pulled up through chimneys. Ooh. (laughs) Exciting. Yeah. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Until then, I have been a host, Margaret. I've been host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Bruff Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, Dad. You can find us at Three Idgets Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing three at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.